Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite sports podcast on this very snowy day. Very snowy. We would like to start off this episode with a very big announcement. Woohoohoo! We are no longer the Les Talk podcast. We have changed our name and are rebranding a little bit. So, as voted on by the fans, our new name is Royal Strong and True. So, welcome to the Royal Strong and True podcast. Please go ahead and follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Again, that is at Loyal2RoyalPod. T-O, not the number two. Exactly. So we are very excited to start this new chapter with you guys. We are very excited to cover what we have for this episode. We have a BYU versus USU uh, recap. We have a BYU women's volleyball recap. And we have a BYU versus Creighton look ahead. So without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. Welcome into the Royal Strong and True podcast, just like the fight song goes, right? Yeah, Royal Strong and True, wear the royal blue. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, And the royal blue was victorious over the navy blue last night, Wednesday night. The red-headed stepchild came into Provo from Ogden, and BYU, I would like to say beat the doors off of them. But we did allow them to come back when we were up 20. See, here's the thing. We were up 20, but we were at 69. We had scored 69 points, and it seemed like for whatever reason, cough, cough, we just <laughs> did not want to get off that number. Until Foose came in, finally it was like six, seven minutes later, Yeah. and hit two free throws <laughs> to get us off that number. And after that, we could finally score again. Right, so. team was like, oh, okay, we do have to score more than 69 to win. I Darn know. it. Darn, yeah, I think once they got the 69, they're like, okay, guys, wouldn't it be really funny if we just played defense the rest of the game and kept the score at 69? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to double check something because wouldn't it be funny if they held our, their score at 69 for four minutes and 20 seconds? Hmm, now that is very interesting. <laughs> While Jared looks up that stat, we're going to talk a little bit about the game. Uh, BYU basketball ended up beating the redheaded stepchild that we call Utah State, 82-71. to So we are very happy to get a rivalry win. One of the best parts about this game, for me at least, is that there were four Cougars in double digits. And that is something that we haven't seen in a very long time. Alex Barcelo had 17 points. Our king, Alex Barcelo, we bow down to him. Tejan Lucas with 14 points. Fusini Traore. With 14 points, going 8 of 8 from the free throw line as a freshman big. And Trevin Nell with 13 points, finally heating up, going 3 of 4 from the three-point line. Yeah, and 5 of 6 from the field. He was really on fire. Before the game, he was kind of talking to people like, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. And it was. Lo and behold, it was the night. Yeah. 
And he did it all in the first half, too. He didn't even take a shot in the second half, which <laughs> I thought was really that. weird. Like, yeah. why do... But, I mean... He we won. He was hot. He didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted so to I, have that confidence going into Creighton. <laughs> so, I did the research. It's not quite 420. Ah, oh, dang. What is yeah, it? Yeah. It's like five minutes and 15 seconds. Dang it. So, anyway... This is just kind of a fun stat. I didn't pan out, though. Um, anyway, Foose from the free throw line. I just want to talk about that for a second. How clutch is that of him? He's a big. Bigs traditionally aren't good at free throws. It was clutch time. We kind of needed those to stay ahead, you know, like trading twos with them and whatnot. And he came through big time clutch. He really did. Like, that is not a skill that a lot of freshman bigs have. A, it's already, or bigs, period. Yeah, it's already harder for bigs, period, to shoot free throws. Be, when they come in as a freshman, that's most of the time, that's a skill that they need to develop because most of their lives they've been developing post moves and just straight dunking on people. Right. Fusini came in, eight free throws. That is incredible. He got fouled. He was going to the line, and he made Utah State pay. Yeah, and speaking of free throws, mm-hmm. we need to shout out The Rock, okay, and the Vector guy that was in The Rock. Yeah, the Vector guy. <laughs> With direction and magnitude, booyah! <laughs> that was that was good. If you didn't re- if you didn't see that on the broadcast, you need to go back and look through social media because that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And like that was his real hair, like that bowl yep. cut. I, that, that's absolutely real. I was I was guy. like six spots behind him in line. I, I saw him when he came, and he, you know, he had somebody saving his spot. It's his real hair. <laughs> absolutely, his real hair. That is ridiculous. Shout out to him for doing that because I would never, ever, ever. Under any circumstance, cut a bowl into my head. You know, I think I had that haircut when I was five years old. Thanks, <laughs> Mom. Appreciate that one. But, you know, now, absolutely not. No, definitely not. But, speaking of free throws in the rock, Utah State shot 45% from the free throw line. BYU shot 86.5, which is, that's good. 45%. That's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. And going into the rock section... They were 2 of 8 in the second half. Started, started 0 of 6. 0 of 6! And those were like clutch times when they're trying to come back into the game. When, you know, we'd foul them late in the game. They're trying to cut it to single digits, whatnot. Holy crap. That's crazy. You want to hear an interesting stat? How much did we win by? We won by 11. 82-71. How many free throws did Utah State miss? <laughs> 11. 11. They missed 11 free throws. They went 9 of 20 from the line. Oh, my goodness. If they would have made those free throws, this would have been a completely different game. Shout out to The Rock. One of the only student sections in the nation that I've seen actually do this to a team. Because right. we're sitting there, we're yelling. The entire game, as soon as, you know, Bean had a really good game at the beginning. But the entire second half when Bean was kind of struggling, everyone was just holding their hands up in the shape of a bean and <laughs> chanting relentlessly, mercilessly, anytime he touched the ball or did anything on defense, Bean! <laughs> bean! For 30 minutes straight, just <laughs> beam. And I, I, I swear I got in his head. It, I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious. And it worked, too, because he was going off. And we do have to shout out Bean. Like, he had a good game. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a good player. He, he's a slasher, cuts to the rim. He's athletic. He's tall. He can shoot the three. Yep. He had 20 points, 16 of which came, came in the first in half. The first half. Incredible basketball IQ. You don't see him like making these crazy plays, crossing people up, and doing like creating shots on his own. Moves well without the ball. He's he's a very cerebral player. Right. Really good player. All our respect to Justin 
taco time bean burrito bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, it was kind of refreshing to see him because, like, he was on the other team. Obviously, we have to make fun of him because of his NIL deal. His yeah. last name is literally Bean. Bean. But it was kind of refreshing to see, like, a kind of a, not like an old school player, but, like, because nowadays basketball is so much about the flashy dribbling between the legs and the whole, yeah, showmanship. But it was cool to see him. He's just... He can shoot the ball. He runs the offense. He cuts without the ball. Like, he doesn't just sit around, wait for the ball to come to him, and then he plays. It was really cool to see. He was, he's a really good all-around player. Yeah, no, it was it was incredible. Uh, one of the big storylines, because we, we talked about it on the previous show, that with the decreased size, it's going to be crucial for the rest of the year how BYU gets rebounds. BYU out-rebounded Utah State 31-26, won the, won the rebound margin by five which is something I was not expecting. So, shout out to the Cougs for crashing the boards. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting that either. And it's not like anybody had a ton of rebounds. I mean, our leading rebounder was Gideon George, which it's good to have him back. Yeah, great to have Gid back. Not exactly an offensive uh, prowess yet. No, not yet. But he had seven rebounds. But, like, listen to this. Tr- uh, Foose had four rebounds. Tijon had four re- rebounds. Barcelo with two. Nell with four. Knight with two. Loner with three. Johnson with two. Like, it came from everyone. Everyone yeah. was rebounding, and that's mm-hmm. what we need to do now that we're down our bunch of bigs. Absolutely. Uh, BYU can shoot again. <laughs> it took <laughs> nine games or whatever it's been for us to find out, but we finally went 11 of 24 from three. And, uh, like, obviously that's not, like – Amazing. It's not like we shot the lights out. Yeah. But that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. If we could average that, we'd be a fantastic, fantastic basketball team. Absolutely. And Utah State, they shot the ball well as well. They they shot the ball well as well. Oops. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess that works. But they shot 52% of the field, and we still found a way to win. That's pretty impressive. Even though both teams were shooting well, <clears throat> our defense came through. We forced them a bunch of turnovers in the first half, and... Honestly, it was probably the free throws that were the deciding factor. Yeah, I will say in the second half, their field goal percentage was so high because they got a lot of easy buckets where our defense kind of broke down. It looked like our second unit wasn't completely there yet. Right. They're good. They have the talent, but they just don't have the game experience yet together. Right. Individually, they do, but together to mesh. Speaking of somebody who doesn't have a ton of game experience, Hunter Erickson was in. Let's go. And he hit a three. Bangers. Let's go. (laughs) They call him, in the student section, they were calling him Beacon. Beacon? Yeah, because his hair is so, like, bright. He's like a beacon out there. That is your new beacon name, Beacon hit a three. Beacon. Shout out to Beacon. Uh, I do want to give another shout out to Sholga. Sholga. Max Sholga on Utah State. Super pale white guy. Came in for four minutes in the first half. Okay. Came in, airballed a three, committed a foul, Got bullied out of the game by The Rock. <laughs> the Rock was chanting at him, yelling at him, airballing him. Took uh, Coach yanked him out, didn't put him in the rest of the game. So <laughs> shout out to Sholga. <laughs> we love you, Sholga. You are the case study for why The Rock is the best student section in America. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, it was great. Um, BYU ended up 21 in the net. Um, and now our quad, our only quad one game now is against UVU. Mm-hmm. Lost. Who would you have thought that played thunk. Oregon, San Diego State, Utah State, UVU would be our quad one game of, of the year so far. Yeah, I have absolutely no clue how that happened. Hopefully they say quad one. UVU just took a dumb loss to SUU, Southern Utah. So hopefully UVU picks it back up. 
They've been playing pretty well. We need them to keep playing well in order to make that loss look, you know, look semi-decent. Yeah, <laughs> and they've won the whack, you know, in the past couple of years, so yeah. they can do it again. That would be really helpful for BYU. Okay, so that was a great game. We loved being there. Oh, I, guess I got to be there. Jared was there working the game, so, I mean, a different experience, but... Still, it was fun. Awesome. No, and I am not at the mercy of the scoreboard operators for replays. <laughs> I can watch as many replays as I want, so that's kind of nice. <laughs> that is really nice. Holy cow! I never even thought about that. Yeah, but we beat Utah State. So, Utah State, you suck. S- still, little brother, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go back to Ogden and on your bus and enjoy the. I let's see. What's your guess? What's the weather right now? In Ogden. What is the temperature uh, in Ogden, Utah? Ogden, probably 12 degrees. Snowing. Uh, it's 33 degrees, Dang actually. It. So it's it's a really warm day. People are out in their bathing suits up there. And yeah, people are tanning outside. <laughs> oh, wonderful day in Ogden. Wonderful day. Hey, have you ever heard of... I keep hearing a rumor of this town called Logan. You ever heard of it? Logan. Logan Lerman? I don't know. Like People are saying it's a city. A city. I don't know. I mean, when the pioneers came over, they just like did whatever they wanted out there, right? So there's probably somewhere out there, somewhere out there, but not on UVU's campus. That's in Ogden. No, 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 yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Does anybody know where that joke actually came from? I honestly don't know. Like, I want to say probably Boney Fuller. Yeah, probably something like that, huh? But I think the legend goes that one time it was on a broadcast, like like a TV broadcast, and the broadcaster messed up and said (laughs) said Ogden Ogden instead. Like, but that's just like. You know, a tall tale, so. Yeah. And then everybody's just stuck with it, which I I believe that. Okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good to me. Because it all is the same once you get up there in northern Utah, so. Mm-hmm, yeah, pretty much. Moving on to a different sport. Let's take a little break before we do a preview of the Creighton game. Yes. We have to talk about an unfortunate tale that happened to our BYU women's volleyball team this morning in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um. So we came out. Uh, we're playing Purdue. We're the mm-hmm. 11 seed. They're the 6 seed. It's in Pittsburgh. We're the underdog. We come out. We get absolutely booty whopped in the first set. Mm-hmm. Lose by 13. And then we win the next two sets. Yeah. So we're like, all right, you know, this is kind of the same thing that happened against Utah, right? Yeah. We lost first set by a lot, came back. And then we got booty smacked in the fourth set. Yeah, it was all, it was pretty disgusting, actually. By, yeah, it was really bad. We lost by 12 that time. But it was worse than that, like, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of our points came off of errors. Mm-hmm. And then in the fifth... I, they sarked it. They sarked it. They sark easy. We go up 6-1. Then they come all the way back. We go up 14-10. Which, in the fifth set, you need 15. You only need 15. So then we hit the ball out of bounds or something like that. It's 14 on 11. We allow two straight aces. And then Purdue ends up winning, I think, 17, no, 18-16. Something like that, yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 18-16. So it was, it was honestly a rough go. Uh, it was the third round of the playoffs, so the fact we didn't get that far last year. So, I mean, we got one round further than we did last year. Mm-hmm. So that is progress for the women's volleyball team. Another 30-win season, which is incredible. It's just it's, it's so painful when you have to lose like that, right. knowing that all you needed was one point. Right. One ball to bounce differently. One block to land in instead of out, and your, and your season would be continuing. That's got to be tough. Yeah, really tough. Um, it's kind of sad, but we do have to mention it. No loss November. How about disappointing December? Ooh. <laughs> With the bowl appearance, the loss in the national championship, the loss to UVU, mm-hmm. the loss to Purdue. <laughs> it's actually, 
I, I, it's fitting, unfortunately. See, here's the thing. In Provo, seasonal depression, of course, exists. Oh, yeah. But there's definitely. a whole type of different seasonal depression <laughs> in Provo because that's when our football team always gets snubbed. That's yep. when our basketball team, for whatever reason, kind of struggles a little bit. That's when our other sports lose in tournaments. Right. It's just a whole different type of, you know, seasonal, like sports seasonal depression. <laughs> Let's oh, hope that man. it ends today, though. And we continue on, and there's no more disappointments, namely with the head coach of the football team. <laughs> yeah, speaking <laughs> of seasonal depression, am I right? <laughs> so, uh, Kalani Satake, he reportedly has interviewed or, quote, talked with Oregon about their head coaching vacancy. Players are speaking out. They mm-hmm. really want – everybody's taking the social media to Twitter. Um, for example, we had Mason Wake and – Kingsley Sulamataya or whatever yeah, you say his name is. Yeah, his last name is... Is it Sulamataya? Yeah, Sumatai, Sumataya. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, Kingsley. I absolutely botched that. Uh, Sumataya, something like that. Sorry, Kingsley. So we'll call him Kingsley. The King. The King. Mason Wake straight up tweeted, I hope BYU doesn't mess this up with Kalani Hart. <laughs> we agree, Mason. <laughs> And then Kingsley tweets, if you don't agree that Kalani Satake is worth it, please unfollow me. Heart. <laughs> I don't know what the heart emoji is. I love from. how they just throw the heart at the end. <laughs> we feel him, though. Like, we need to keep Kalani. I, it would be so devastating if he lost, or if he, if he, or if we lost him, mm-hmm. right, if he went to Oregon. But going into the Big 12, we have all this momentum just to, like, snuff all that out going into a Power 5 conference in a couple years that... It'd just be devastating. Pay the man. Pay the man. Like, we get it. At BYU, you think you can get a bargain rate because we're all in this together, right? We're all members of the church. We're all members of the church. We all support each other. Pay the man. Pay the man what he deserves. Right. The the income that he has brought to this program through improved seasons, which have improved ticket sales, which have given us higher bowl payouts, like... The income that he has brought to this program is absolutely worth it. And now we're joining the Big 12. Right. We'll have better media deals. It's time to if, – if you really are serious about keeping Kalani here for, for a very long time, sure, maybe you won't be able to pay as much as Michigan or as much as right. Alabama right. or as much as Texas. Or even as much as Oregon. Yeah, maybe even as much as Oregon. But you still have to give him his incremental raises – so that he knows he is valued. Exactly, exactly. You need to take care of him like he actually is family. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, oh, we're all family. No, you need to take care of him like he is family. And I'm not saying you need to go buy, you know, Lincoln Riley, you know, a private jet and two houses and pay off his other houses. But buy Kalani a swimming pool. <laughs> Give him, like, a lifetime membership to yeah. R&R Barbecue or <laughs> Mobetas or something. He would love that. An above-ground pool for all we care. Yeah. Buy him a jacuzzi when it's cold outside. I <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh man. man. I Yeah, I just really hope he stays. It would be devastating if, if we lost him. And I just hope that Tom Homo and BYU and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can, <laughs> you know, shell over the money in order to keep Kalani here and do whatever he needs. More staffing, more money, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and reportedly, Tom Homo and Kalani both have mutual interest in getting that done. It's just they haven't, you know, again, supposedly, reportedly, they haven't had that real communication yet. Even though Tom Holmwell said they did, apparently they haven't quite had it yet. They're just starting to begin they're just starting to begin to hash things out. 
Now, obviously, we're not advocating that the church dips into its tithing funds to pay Kalani. <laughs> but BYU football is self-sustainedly a multi-million dollar profit. Right. Pay the man yep. with those funds. I agree. I and and and, uh, and again, it comes down to your values. What do you value? Do you value what BYU stands for, or do you value like success? You know, athletically. And when it comes down to that, there's that's a whole nother can of worms. I don't really want to get into. You know what? I'm opening the can of worms. Okay. You brought it. You put it on the table. Gosh dang it! I'm getting <laughs> the can opener out, dang and it. I am opening the can of worms. If you think that BYU shouldn't invest that much money in sports because that's not what God would want. That's not what Christ would want, whatever. Shut up. (laughs) There is so much missionary work done through our programs being great. When BYU is in the national spotlight, what does everybody talk about? The religious affiliation of BYU. When BYU women's soccer made the national championship, what was the headline? BYU, because of religious affiliation, refuses to play on Sunday, so NCAA moved the game to Monday. Exactly. Think of all the missionary work that comes out of that. Think of all the exposure to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints people get through the excelling of BYU sports. It's, it's, it's incredible. You need to wake up, smell the roses, and realize it. Yep. No, exactly. It's 100% true. And I'm not saying that's... and that. Uh, and that's not even the only reason, right? Because, like you said, the bigger BYU's brand is, the bigger the church's brand is, the more spotlights are on. Because, like, think about Kalani Sitake, right? Every time they talk about him on ESPN, on CBS, on all these podcasts or on all these shows about, oh, look what Kalani's doing, you know? What's one thing that always gets brought up? Missionary work. What's mm-hmm. one thing that always gets brought up? Kalani Sitake's, like, morals, his his commitment to making these people better men and better mm-hmm. human beings, right? All of that just leads right back into the gospel. And I I think it's a well well worth the investment to invest in Kalani and athletics as not only a missionary product, but also just as a general program in order to bring spotlights to the church, to BYU, and just to grow the brand nationally. I absolutely agree. So let's put the lid back on that can of worms <laughs> and move on to a subject that hopefully we can be a little more like light and airy about but yes. honestly like if you're coming to this podcast to listen to like airy bubbly everything is good in the BYU universe you chose the wrong <laughs> this is podcast definitely not the right <laughs> podcast we'll we'll talk all about how everything is right after a win but you know just like any other BYU fan we are catastrophists yep something goes great it's catastrophically great something goes wrong catastrophically wrong uh, there's no middle ground <laughs> nope there can't be so Moving on to men's basketball, once again, we play at, or not at Creighton, it's kind of like a neutral site, right? We're playing at some Pentagon place. Yeah, it's in South Dakota, it's basically at Creighton, but it won't count for like the quad rankings as an at Creighton game. It's going to be kind of like uh, like the Portland game against exactly. Oregon, mm-hmm. right? So Creighton, they're decent, they're not exactly as much as, or as good as we would have hoped them to be. Uh, because usually they're a national brand, right? Top 25 team, Dougie McBuckets always comes to Dougie mind. Dougie McBuckets, the McDermott family. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they're currently 77 seven and 2. Ranked 84th in the net, which on a neutral site, that would be a quad 2 game. Yeah, so 7 and 2 isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Their only losses are to a Colorado State that's 9 and 0. Oh. 
So Colorado State is probably going to be ranked here pretty soon. And to number 17, Iowa State, uh, yesterday, by six points. That's decent. That's so they're a good basketball team, and they really have, you know, they have the ability to play well. Their leading scorer is a forward, a six foot seven forward named Ryan Hawkins, kind of similar to Justin Bean. I was gonna say we've played like <laughs> Fardaz Amac, Justin Bean. We just we get all the matchups with the big forwards that are good. Yeah, I'd I'd more comp- I'd more compare him to Bean than the UVU guy because you know Bean's athletic, he can run. Right. This guy is athletic, he can run, he can shoot the three very well. He went three of five against Iowa State from the three point line. Okay, guy's a baller. It's pretty good. They are averaging just under BYU, 72.3 points per game, which I find really interesting because BYU is averaging 76.7 points per game, but I feel like our offense hasn't been that good. Like, I feel like that's a little misleading. I don't know. But that's something to look out for. I think that we match up pretty well with them, honestly. Uh, Caleb Lohner probably is going to guard that guy. The the Hawkins guy. But they also put Seneca Knight on Bean yesterday. I think Seneca Knight is going to take him because if the trend continues that um, – why did my, my mind just blank? That Caleb Lohner is going to keep playing the five. Mm, that's true. There, Creighton's starting center is seven foot one. Oh. He's a big, tall dude. He's not super like buff and big. Right. He is kind of skinny, skinny seven foot one guy. I think, you know, given how we've been playing so far, I think they're going to put – Caleb Lohner on the 7-1 guy and keep Seneca Knight on uh, Ryan Hawkins. Interesting. And Seneca Knight did decently against Bean. Like, he didn't do terribly. Yeah, you know. You know I, I trust Seneca Knight. He's a good defender. Right. He's, He's a, a really good defender. Good defender so I, I trust him to do that. Uh, Creighton is a very balanced team. They have five players that average nearly 10 points a game, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah, four players that average over 10. The fifth, 9.6 points per game. So, not bad. Not bad at all. You want to hear a fun nugget? Let's hear it. All three of their leading scorers are named Ryan. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They have three starters. All of them are named Ryan, and all of them are the three leading scorers. That's really weird. Yeah. Okay. The, the, this will be the Ryan Bowl. We're going up Do we against have the Ryans. Ryans? We don't have I don't any. think we have a Ryan. No, Ryan we don't have Rico. A Ryan. A punter. Um, Ryan Smith. I mean, that Jazz sounds like guy. a BYU name. Oh, he's... The jazz owner. Oh. Ryan Smith. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a Qualtrics guy. Pulling these Ryans out. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay. Yeah, that's a last name, though. Um, True. Um, Ryan. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Ryan, Ryans. my friend from high school. Oh, okay. I had a Ryan go to my high school, but it was a girl. I also had a Ryan that was a girl. That went to my high school. So is, how, how does it become a girl name? Is it spelled differently? Yeah, she spelled it R-Y-A-N-N-E. Oh, okay. That's very feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whereas, okay, oh, bad one. Bad Ryan. Ryan Johnson. Ryan. Ryan Johnson, director that absolutely screwed the Star Wars sequel trilogy. <laughs> that's bad, but he spelled it R-I-A-N. Well, that obviously I denotes that it's going to be a bad, like. Exactly. Why, did, why do you spell Ryan like that? Come on now. I gotta make sure that I'm actually right in thinking that. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm right. Okay, okay we're, we're gonna get off our little Ryan tangent. Okay. Sorry, I know, I know you didn't come, you know, searching for the Ryan podcast though. If, if you do want us to be the Ryan podcast, I guess we could totally be that. I don't yeah, know. we could. So, overall, BYU ranked 24th in the AP poll right now. Um, 
coming into the game, match the FPI or what is it? BPI now? Still it's, it's trying still, to make the decision. I think it's still FPI. Uh, it's BPI now. Oh, is it BPI? basketball power oh. index? Yeah. Uh, see, we're still trying to make this transition from football to basketball right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 74.6% chance uh, given to BYU to win. So yep. they're, they're, they're kind of just uh, handing it to BYU in a way. Rebound, like statistically, we're very even. So I think it's going to be a close game. I'd expect Vegas to have the odds at around BYU by like five, four and a half, five. Yeah, that sounds about right. Four and a half. Another fun little nugget, you know Andrew Nemhard, right, from Gonzaga? Mm, yes. His little brother, freshman, first name, you guessed it, Ryan, <laughs> is the leading assist man on the team. Interesting. He starts for them, he plays. Pretty good player. Freshman, so he's still developing. But yeah, well, that'll be time number one that we have to face Nemhard this year. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of the Nemhards, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Nemhard family has given us headaches for years. Oh, yes. Anyway, that's Creighton Breakdown. Honestly, I look for BYU to pull this one out. Single-digit win, but kind of like, I wouldn't say quite like the San Diego State game as far as physicality goes, but score-wise, I'm thinking the same kind of thing. Just have an eight-point lead, kind of hold it out till the end, maybe win by six, maybe ten if we're lucky. Huh. Okay. You, you want to put some cheeses on that? Let's do it. Well, okay. Well, what's your take first? Okay, let's let's put the Cheez-Its on this. Okay. For those of you that are new to the show, we bet with Cheez-Its. That, that's our currency. Obviously. I think BYU will win by 10 plus. Oh, double digit win. Double digit win. You're saying single digit, right? I'm saying single digits. Okay. What do we have to do? If it's a, if it's a double digit win, I have to, you know, you have to do something. If it's a single digit win, I have to do something. Ooh. Okay, so if BYU wins by double digits, Jared? Yes. I am going to make you a tall glass oh, of no. a concoction. No! <laughs> that is nothing but milk and Cheez-Its in a blender. It's disgusting! <laughs> and you'll have to drink the entire thing. No! <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. Get ready. So, if BYU wins by single digits, okay. you have to get two fistfuls of Cheez-Its... Crush them up with your hands, and then put them all in your hair and wear a hat with Cheez-Its in your hair the entire day. The entire day? The entire day. <laughs> I'm going to be walking around like, it's gonna... does that guy have dandruff? <laughs> Wait, why is his dandruff orange? <laughs> be Cheez-Its. My wife's going to hate me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is going to be a fun shower. Yeah, that's going to be a fun... Oh, my goodness. So, you heard it here first. I have to... I, I still have a Cheez-It bed that I need to... You know, I need to make good on Dan yes. Beat Me. Uh, that will be happening next episode. So make sure you tune in to our Instagram next Tuesday or Wednesday to see that video go up. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to check it out. At loyal to Royal Pod. All right. Well, we want to finish off this episode with a quick segment. We're going to start doing different segments now. And one of the segments is going to be Would You Rather? Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. So Justin is like, he is known for his ridiculous and uncontextual uh, would you rather questions. Mm-hmm. It, just out of nowhere, he'll just ask you a would you rather question that you would never have thought of in your wildest <laughs> dreams. And so uh, yep. we are taking that to the podcast, to Royal Strong and True, and we're going to have a segment now. 
where we do would you rather questions. Okay, we're going to break this into mild, medium, and spicy. Okay, okay. I so, like you know, mild would you rather is like, you know, either choice is like, okay, whatever. It's decent. It gets spicier as it goes on. Okay. Here's a mild one for you. Would you rather Lavelle Edwards Stadium or the Marriott Center sell out every single game? Ooh. And people, like, show up. It's not like yeah, yeah. People show Idaho up. State sellout. No, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a full stadium. Full stadium. <sighs> that is a really hard one. I am going to go with Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Okay. Because I feel like the Marriott Center is more likely to sell out. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like Lavelle Edwards Stadium doesn't sell out as much. Right. So I'm going to go with Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Right. I get what you mean. I, I think I agree. Lavelle Edwards, it's, you know five times the capacity of the Marriott Center. Right. Brings in more revenue to the school. Football games, when they're loud, man, just hit different. Right. Like you said, for big games in the Marriott Center, it's going to fill itself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But not always with football games. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now I got a medium one for you. Okay. Getting a little hotter. Uh-huh. Would you rather be able to attend live, so you're there in person, whatever row you choose, the 1984 Natty, Ooh. where we won and took it home, or BYU winning the Miracle Bowl. Ooh. This is a hard one. So I'm going to go with the Miracle Bowl. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Right, okay. I, I know. Well, no, BYU's only national championship, and I'm not going to say I was there, but here's <laughs> the reason. Because when BYU won the national championship, they didn't exactly know that they were going to be national champions, right? right? Until like, the poll came out afterwards. Exactly. It was still, like, it was kind of known that, like, BYU was probably going to do it regarding, on you know, the other, out, you know, uh, outcomes of the games. But I'm going to go with the Miracle Bowl just because that one, I feel like, even though it didn't mean as much in the end, was kind of more of a legendary occurrence. Yeah. Like, I don't think any team has ever come back from down 21 with two minutes left <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> two blocked punts and a Hail Mary. You don't see that ever. So I'm going to go with the Miracle Bowl. Yeah, you do not see that. I mean, we were the only undefeated team in 1984. Right. We were the only undefeated team left. The number two team ended up being Washington, who had one loss. Right, but Everyone they were playing, I, I want to say they were playing later in the bowl season, and so because they lost, BYU was, uh, I, I don't know, we're going to have a bunch of uh, middle-aged men come <laughs> hanging down on us because we weren't there. <laughs> yeah, you know, my dad was actually at the Miracle Bowl, and he stayed the entire time. He said that his family wasn't going to, but his little sister forced them to stay. Oh, heck it, yeah. Wouldn't let their dad leave. So they <laughs> saw the Miracle Bowl. That's He amazing. talks about it like it's legendary, like. Honestly, like, my dad's kind of, like, a chill, tempered dude. I am not when I'm at sport- sporting <laughs> events, okay? I would be going absolutely wild, out of my mind, spinning circles around the whole field, watching the Miracle Bowl, watching us come back from that. Could you believe like, that? BYU probably wouldn't have even completed it, because there would have been some unsportsmanlike conduct penalty called on me in the stand, <laughs> hauling, like, stalling one of their drafts. So I think that would be amazing to go to the Miracle Bowl. That'd be fantastic. All right, now both I good s- answers, though. Both both good. I got a spicy question for you. But first, we're going to go with a bonus. Oh, bonus. This is a question, you know, Jared promised my wild would-you-rathers. Uh, these ones are more calculated, so they're not as wild. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a random one right now. Okay. This is how they usually are, too. Just 
Would you rather dive headfirst into a trash can? So you know it's it's deep enough to where you won't get hurt. Okay, full of tissues. Used an, tissues. Used tissues oh, no. of unknown contaminant. <laughs> Or and I have to do it naked. I'm presuming. No, you, whatever you're, what, whatever you want. Okay. It can't be like a hazmat suit. Though. Like right, skin right, has right. to be exposed, yeah. especially your face. <laughs> or would you rather drink nothing but urine the rest of your life? Okay, that is horrible. <laughs> that is a bad one. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. All right, I'm gonna just jump into the tissues. <laughs> I don't want to drink pee the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's a one-time thing, you know? Yeah, right? Just get it over with. You'll probably get, like, who knows what diseases, but you recover from that in three to four months. You're done. <laughs> okay, now for the spicy would you rather. All right. Uh, for a little bit of context, you know, we're not exactly the hugest baseball fans. We'll cover BYU baseball just because, you know, it's BYU. We're a BYU sports podcast. Right. But Do we know say, anything about baseball? No. To say that we're uh, not fans at all is Probably an understatement. Yeah, let me uh, quick quick uh, story time. Okay, yeah, so sure. Quiplash, we all know Quiplash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put in your answers and you vote on who's funnier, right? Yeah. So one of the questions, this is with uh, my family and some friends. No, I think it was just my family, and we are playing Quiplash together. And the two quest, the two, the question was, what could be done to Major League Baseball games to make it more entertaining? And their two answers, without collaborating, were make it football and make it not exist. (laughs) That just kind of tells you the sentiment regarding baseball in this podcast. Okay. So here's your spicy would you rather. Would you rather watch Utah football win a national championship? Oh. Or would you rather be forced to sit on your couch, no snacks or anything, Watch a mid-season MLB baseball game that went into extra innings. No! From start to finish, pre-game and post-game included. And I'm not even at the game. Nope, no, you're on your couch. You're on your... Yep. No phone, no distractions. Your eyes are glued to the TV the entire time. And I thought that tissue trash can was bad. (laughs) Okay. It pains me deeply that Utah's in the Rose Bowl. Okay. It just it, not even the national championship, not the playoff, just the Rose Bowl. That just cuts my heart to the core. But I'm going to go with Utah winning a national championship. Oh my goodness. You heard it here first, folks. Jared wants Utah to win a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really would rather watch Utah win a national championship than have to sit through an entire Major League Baseball game one of the 100,090 that each team plays per season that means absolutely nothing. And I have to watch it start to finish. Probably going to take eight hours. It's ridiculous. Yep. And maybe two things would happen the whole game. Mm-hmm. And it would be somebody in the crowd dropping their baby for a fly ball. <laughs> Man, the most entertaining things about baseball are just what happens in the crowd. Or fights. Fights, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we won't get too far into it because we don't want people. You know what? Come, on. Come at us. Attack us. Attack us on Instagram and on Twitter. Why does baseball matter? At Royal to <laughs> Loyal to Loyal. Loyal at Loyal to Royal Pod. Sorry, I got mixed up there. At Loyal to Royal Pod. Come at us. Baseball, not America's sport. It can't be America's sport 
if Cuba and Japan are better than you at it. Well, here's the thing. It's not America's sport. It's America's pastime. Uh, yeah, it can't be America's but, pastime. But even then, I uh, would argue that Fortnite in recent years has become more of a pastime than baseball. Mm. Change my mind. <laughs> That's a bold take. <laughs> You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Jared thinks Fortnite is better than baseball. <laughs> okay, now that's not even a question. Okay, <laughs> the the debate is not whether it's better because we'd all take Fortnite over baseball, right? <laughs> the question is whether America's pastime is more Fortnite or more baseball. <laughs> okay, well, we'll post a video on the Instagram later today or tomorrow to ask you that same question. What is America's pastime? Fortnite. Or baseball. <laughs> Not, no in between. <laughs> it's either Fortnite or it's baseball. <laughs> well, with that, I guess we will sign off. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Make sure you check out our website as well. Uh, it is currently Let'sTalkPodcast.com, but that will soon be changing. So check out our website. Please make sure to leave a review, to download the episode, and to share it with your friends. It means a whole lot to us. Thank you guys very much. Yep. We will see you next time. Love you. Goodbye now. I can't believe there's still slavery in the galaxy. The Republic's anti-slavery laws are... The Republic doesn't exist out here. I had a dream I was a Jedi. I came back... I killed a Jedi. I don't think so. No one can These kill These junk you. dealers must have a weakness of some kind. Gambling. Everything here revolves around betting on those awful races. I built a Greed racer. can be a powerful ally. I built a racer. Is there anyone friendly to the Republic who can help us? No. There's a big race tomorrow. We'll find some other way. There is no other way. You could make Anakin. a... Anakin. No. Ah, woo! And they can f off!